Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas in studio. Next to me, Freddie. What's up, brother? How you doing? Man, I'm doing good, Freddie. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here uh-huh. with the good people of America. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Hey, we don't mind the bad Damn people of America. Could you hold that damn horn, please? <laughs> You know it's just like when you open the door. He's going to walk right through it. Hey, Devin, can you hold the horn? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> in the background with the Birkin Falcon noise. Man, I, I'm so, honestly, I'm I'm happy to be here with y'all. Glad you, it's glad been you're up here, man. September when we first started the show. That's right. But to be in the presence of all my good people. Uh-huh. We got Dre. Yes, we do. Working on another album. That's right. <laughs> we got Nicodemus in the house. I did Cardi. Nick, oh, Nicodemus is sitting there just like, come on, Harry. <laughs> we have the one and only Liam Chapman. That's right. We mm. got Devin Kane, a.k.a. Brother Dev DK. We got Shannon Mr. Banana himself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize the banana made a sound, but that's another story for another day as far as that goes. But I'm glad we got you up here. It's always blessed to see you here, especially when you're normally down in Atlanta or in New York when you're doing get up like you knocked it out this morning with the boys today, Mike Greenberg, as well as Tim Hasselbeck, who did not do that boy bad. He said, uh, you ain't embarrassing me on social media. Sometimes if you're rhythmless, you stay out of that hole. They stay out of the dancing box. And he did when it comes to Tim Hasselbeck. Well, you see how I started it off. Well, we're going to give some flavor and some rhythm uh-huh. to Tim Hasselbeck today. And Tim Hasselbeck said, not today. Yeah, he, he said that one out. <laughs> I got to tell Tim he's going to have to sit on the high chair next time. I guarantee you he'll be sitting on that high chair as far as that goes. So we're glad you're up here. Also, another honor from my man, Harry Douglas about to be inducted into the Kentucky Pro Football Hall of Fame. Me? Yes, you. Why owe you? Yes, you. <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's a tremendous honor. Uh, Frank Minifield, someone who mm-hmm. I, I really, you know, respect and value on all types of levels, man. He was the one who actually gave me the call. Nice. First of all, and um, it was an honor to be able to receive that from him. But just so many people that sent it from Ernest Givens to – you know, Chris Redman to Randall Cobb to right. Eric Wood, uh, Carrie Rhodes, Tim Couch. It's, it's a whole bunch of whole bunch of people that's very deserving of that award in the uh. Kentucky Pro Football Hall of Fame. So looking forward to it. Now, here's the downside. What's the downside? It's during the week I normally go to Alaska to go deep sea uh, fishing. But however. like my wife told me, hey, this stuff like this don't happen every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am not going to Alaska. Absolutely. And my dad can't wait to go to Lexington, Kentucky, to be nice. able to watch it. Now, the big question is, what color is the jacket being inducted? Purple. Really? Yeah, royalty. A little royal number. Yeah. You could be the prince of the city. Yeah, of Zamunda. 
<laughs> Don't take his pocket money, Akeem. You're clean, your royal highness. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Hello, Babar. <laughs> and more the horns. But now the future Kentucky Hall of Famer when it comes to Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and also your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Weigh in any time you want about Harry Douglas. About to be a Kentucky Hall of Famer. Give him some love at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. While you think about doing that, we always are ready for this. The main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing with Freddie and Harry. If you're a Los Angeles Lakers fan, you probably don't want to hear this. They were not able to make a move at the trading deadline that just ended a little more than six minutes ago. DeJounte, DeJounte Murray, everybody wanted that Atlanta Hawks guard. They decided to keep him. Asking price was too high. But now the team on the other coast, the New York Knicks, talk about making sure you're going to get better at the trading deadline. They land Bojan Bogdanovich, averaging over 20 points per game, and Alec Burks averaging over 14 points a game from the Detroit Pistons for Quentin Grimes, Malachi Flynn, Evan Fournier, Ryan Archidiakono, and two future second-round picks. I think the most important thing when you look at the Knicks, they added scoring and shooting. Absolutely. Right, to to mm-hmm. to their roster and, and things that they do well. Uh, well. They can help them do better things, I should say, from an offensive standpoint. But guys with the mindset, right? And you look at the Detroit Pistons, and they weren't going to do anything this year. So I think it's the perfect time for yeah. both of those guys to be able to come over. And Bogdanovich, man, shooting the second highest percentage in his career from three, from a three point line mm-hmm. at forty one point five percent. And Alec Burks, like he he's he's at forty percent. So right. two guys who can really stroke it from deep. Pauls um, <laughs> for all my listeners out there. But I think there it's it's going to play a major role for the New York Knicks moving forward. Now all they have to do now, in You're my right. opinion, Freddie, is just get healthy. Absolutely. When it comes to OG Ananobi dealing with that elbow injury, yep. Julius Randle dealing with his injury, we don't know what the severity of when it comes to Jalen Brunson and also Josh Hart. They suffered minor injuries that happened Tuesday night. They went versus the Memphis Grizzlies. But I love what you said about getting Bogdanovich and Alec Burks in terms of you have to have shooters more than ever before. The one thing that they really, really lacked was that guy from the perimeter that can knock down shots, and Bogdanovich and Burks can do that. But they also added guys who are lengthy. Bogdanovich is 6'7", Burks is 6'5". If you got to deal with the Jason Tatums and the Jalen Browns of the world in Boston or the Giannis Antetokounmpo's in Milwaukee, or you look at Cleveland, other than their backcourt of Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, their front line has a lot of length. The Knicks said, if you're going to try to keep our guy out of the paint and use your length to combat Jalen Brunson, we're going to have a chance to have guys stripe it from the outside. And, Harry, I wonder how much would happen Saturday night. Led to this trade when they lost to the Lakers. Anytime Jalen Brunson got in the lane, they said LeBron James and Anthony Davis, sick him. <laughs> oh, he, I don't know if he can be stopped. Yep. Sick him. 6-8-7-1, leveled off 6-1-6-2. And the Knicks said, if we don't have shooters on the outside, to alleviate that pressure, that when our guys get back, we're going to continue to run into these kind of problems, no matter how talented Jalen Brunson has shown to be with the New York Knicks in his first two years. And those guys are going to get open looks, as yep. other guys on the New York Knicks basketball team. But when you get those looks, you want those sharpshooters on the outside that can knock it down on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. right? Jalen Brunson is playing out of his mind, not just this year, but since he joined the New York Knicks team. Yep. And he's going to demand that attention. When you get to playoff basketball, teams are not going to just go sit there and say, hey, we're, we're going to let Jalen Brunson beat us, y'all. Absolutely. One-on-one all night. So he's going to see double teams. He's going to see different type of defenses. So you want to be able to counter whatever they want to do if you're tips. And I, I just think the trade is, is, is a great 
great one for their team and what they're trying to accomplish this season. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, the NBA, bas- NBA basketball this year, I, I think the parity is unbelievable. Absolutely. Right? And things are so wide open because of the non-consistency from a ton of teams in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, no doubt. So anything can happen with the Knicks. I know you're a little hesitant, Freddie. Well, yeah, I got PTSD from an organization <laughs> that's not won an NBA championship in over 50 years, 51 years. But with, with the way everything is going in the East, and you look at the 76ers and the Joel Embiid news, if the Boston Celtics don't get things together, and mm-hmm. this shot selection ordeal has been, I think, their Achilles heel the last two years. Okay. Right, because yeah. bad shot selection leads to transition points for their opponent. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's what happened to them in the playoffs last year. So it doesn't allow you to play the defense that you want to play or be set up to play the defense that you want to play. Yeah. And then I think you look at Cleveland. I think the door is open now for Cleveland. For 15 out of the last 16 games they've won. Exactly. And then the Miami Heat, we haven't seen them be the Miami Heat that we are accustomed to to seeing. Yeah. But you got the New York Knicks sitting right there. So why not them? By the way, a sneaky move. How about the Milwaukee Bucks getting Patrick Beverly from the Philadelphia 76ers? It's about time. They got somebody at that position that can be a pit bull and defend somebody. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I'm thinking about that game versus the Portland Trailblazers when Damian Lillard went back you know, to his old home and Anthony Simons and how he's just casually doing his thing and at the end of the game getting buckets. You, you can't have that in playoff basketball because you're going to have a ton of guys – uh, at the end of the games, that yep. are going to be able to put the ball on the floor. Absolutely, you need that pit bull, that dog that can get under someone's skin to try to stop them from getting to their sweet spot. Yeah, and if Doc Rivers is not the head coach of Milwaukee Bucks, they're not making this trade. I agree. He knows exactly what Patrick Beverly represents when they were together with the Clippers from 2017 through 2021. And if you you need a guy that is that blank starter when it comes to Patrick Beverly, there's blank starter in the dictionary, and there's his picture. Like that when it comes to Patrick Beverly. Can you lock your jaws and shake like a pet bull? Exactly. Giddy up, pet bull. <laughs> That's exactly what Patrick Be- Beverly is, pit bull. And it's not so much the six points he averages. It's the fact that in the playoffs, you need somebody that is going to be the energizer bunny. That's going to be an energizer dog when it comes to Patrick Beverly. Tommy dog, mighty dog, doggy dog. He's no, we all know uh, about the one who gets high, uh-huh. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, and put it this way, Patrick Beverly is not an underdog because that's not what he's going there to do when it comes to Milwaukee Bucks. So that's the NBA trading deadline. The Philadelphia 76ers, they move on from Patrick Beverly to Milwaukee Bucks. The New York Knicks, they add shooting and perimeter help with both Don Bogdanovich and also Alec Burks from the Detroit Pistons. The Los Angeles Lakers, they tried. Nobody was biting. Them fish weren't biting for the Los Angeles Lakers. And I said a couple of days ago, if I'm any NBA team, why am I helping them for? I just wonder now, though. Okay, what do you wonder? After this season, LeBron James, uh-huh. the king. Uh-huh. A lot of people call him the GOAT. That's Dev's GOAT, not my GOAT. Yep. MJ's mine. mine that's too. Brother Dev's GOAT. Mine too. You know, what decision is he going to make moving forward? Is he going to opt out? Of his contract, or is he going to remain in, in L.A. with the Lakers and finish things out there? Well, he has that option for $51.4 million. Whoa. If How he much opts again? in $51.4 million. Those checks in the first and the 15th for LeBron, they regular. Let the church say amen, 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 amen. Or let him say money, 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 money when it comes to the billionaire known as LeBron James. NBA trading deadline is over, but NBA action comes fast and furious your way on Saturday night. The Golden State Warriors host the Phoenix Suns in San Francisco, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. 
Super Bowl 58, Chiefs, 49ers. Touchdown, Kansas City. All the news, the analysis, the predictions, and reaction from the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers. Oh, a spectacular grab by Debo Samuel. Super Bowl 58. Coverage continues right here on ESPN Radio. He is Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80, as well as telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. There's a big game on Sunday, in case you have forgotten, called Super Bowl 58, involving the <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Real quick, this morning, when you want to get up on ESPN, when Mike, when Mike uh, Greenberg, excuse me, Tim Hasselbeck, as well as Damian Woody. By the way, the bishop was looking sharp in his suit. Man, he's I been doing a, a phenomenal job. Yeah, I would say the last man. two and a half, three months. Yeah, he, he's looking. He's really stepped it up. He, he really has. He's got that congregation say amen, amen, amen when it comes man, to his suit amen. game. You guys got into a great discussion about the word pressure because so many people don't want to hear that word. But there's always going to be pressure. There could be pressure in the regular season. There could be pressure in the postseason. Hell, that's pressure in the preseason. You're trying to make a basketball team or what that's going to look like if you have high expectations. And you have this ball game right now with San Francisco and Kansas City. And the word pressure came up with you guys specifically regarding the coach of the San Francisco 49ers. And it comes to Kyle Shanahan. He had this to say about finally getting to this game and how important this game is for that L word, not the P word, legacy instead of pressure. I, I never thought of, about the word legacy. When I think of legacy, I think of my dad. I still, even though it doesn't look like that when I FaceTime anymore, but I still feel like I'm somewhat young. It just doesn't really work that way with me. I don't think that works that way with a lot of people or, or just in it. You're just, you're just trying to win that game, and that game is always the next one. And you're finally, we're in a game where this is the last one of the year, and these are the ones that count. So, yeah, you understand that, you're aware of that, but... That's stuff that you don't really have time to spend thinking about. It's nice, hopefully, when a game's over, you can sit back and think about that stuff and enjoy it, and that's what you usually do at the end of the year. Um, you think about a lot of stuff, and you go through that. That's why we all need to get away a little bit, usually when the season ends. That's why I'm very glad I don't have to go on a recruiting trail or anything like that. And whether it's good or bad, um, either way, you got to take about a month to do that. And when you come back, you get ready for that next year when it's all said and done. And you, I guess people can talk about legacy. The words of Kyle Shanahan, San Francisco 49ers head coach. In your opinion, Harry Douglas, is he the one that has the most pressure heading into this game? A hit dog a holler every time. <laughs> <laughs> it is Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> however you want to put it, however you want to draw it up, uh-huh. put it on the projector, have a meeting. It's Kyle Shanahan for me, Freddie. It really is because he spoke about his father, right? You, you talk about legacy. Well, for Kyle, at some point, you want to create your own legacy. Right. You understand what your father has been able to do. Mm -hmm. Like when I talked to Arthur Smith about, you know, hey, why didn't you work for your dad's company at FedEx? I wanted my own thing. I want to start my own trend. I want to build my own. Okay, Right. So it's the same thing for Cal. Right. He he wants people to view him in the light outside of his dad's shadow. Right. We we know Mike Shanahan can win the big game. Did it with the Denver Broncos twice. Right. Now for Kyle, we all know the dark cloud, the dark cloud that's been hanging over his head. 28-3 28 to 3 as an offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. Right? Play call, calling a little questionable in that game a little late. But also, you're up 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter versus the Kansas City Chiefs the first time you played them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. After Patrick Mahomes got it through an interception and you couldn't capitalize and come through in that one. So for him, it's it's legacy building as well. Right. Like a lot of people may say it's Brock Purdy. I feel like Brock Purdy has a little bit of pressure, but we right. gotta remember Brock Purdy's in year two. Mm-hmm. Well, people seem to forget that. 
He's in year two. Yeah, they, they want to forget that because it doesn't fit their narrative yep. when it comes to Brock Purdy. And here's why I agree with you, because I think it's both guys, meaning Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of San Francisco, and Purdy, Brock Purdy, the quarterback of San Francisco. Inside the game is Kyle Shanahan, because to your point, he's had these opportunities, has not been able to come through. Almost happened again almost two weeks ago when the Detroit Lions, they were whooping their behind on their home field everywhere. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching, and people wondering, is he going to spit the bid again? Is his team going to spit the bid again? They found a way to get it done in the second half, and Brock Purdy led the way. Inside the game, Kyle Shanahan, to me, is under the most pressure. But if you include all of the noise, you can make that case for Brock Purdy. And you shouldn't have to because Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reese have more pressure than these two guys because their legacy is not on the line, Harry, but they're playing for history. That's right. You keep accumulating championships. If you're Patrick Mahomes, you get closer and closer to that Tom Brady line. I don't know if he's ever going to get past it, but you get closer. If you're Andy Reid, you keep stacking wins. He's got 250-plus wins. All of a sudden now, he's not that far behind that Bill Belichick guy. Nope. Who might – we don't know when he's going to get back in the National Football League. You keep stacking championships, and then all of a sudden you're talked about on that line with Bill Belichick and Don Shula and people like that. It should be the most pressure be on those two guys. But because Kyle Shanahan has not been able to break through and Brock Purdy because it's so convenient to use him as a part of the narrative, that's where the pressure, in my opinion, seems to be in this ball game. And if the San Francisco 49ers lose this game, it's just natural, right? Even though we don't want to think like this, it's natural for it to come to our mind. Man, how many more chances are we going to get at this? How many more opportunities are going to arise where I can coach and potentially get a Super Bowl ring? Yeah. Was this my last chance? Like, all those things go in your mind. You know, am I able to call the right things so we aren't a, aren't in the same situations we've been in the past? How do you avoid that? You play in the NFL. Yep. You know about this kind of pressure, especially if you've never won it or you're that close to pe- being in a position to get to a game. How did you block out that noise? Because you got to be DYJ. Yep. Do your job, whether you're a player or a coach, especially in a situation like this. Number one, understand who you are through and through. But number two, learn from your past mistakes. And we just had Raheem Morris on, you know, originally talking about early on when he got a head coaching job and how he was able to learn Mm -hmm. from some of the mistakes that he made early on in his career as a head coach, right? Right. It's the same thing when you squander leads in, in big football games. You have to be able to learn and go through and pick through moments that you that you weren't great at. So if the moment arises again and you're in that same situation, you don't mess up like you did the previous times. Right. Either way, it's going to be very, very fascinating dealing with all of that and trying to win a championship. For your standpoint, from your standpoint, excuse me, and you can join the conversation of Freddie and Harry call in line at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. Super Bowl 58, who has the most pressure on them heading into the Super Bowl? You can give us a player, coach, position group, Whatever you think that person or that group has the most pressure, we want to hear from you at 888-729-3776 on the Freddie and Harry call-in line. Who has the most pressure on them heading into Super Bowl 58 between the Kansas City Chiefs and also the San Francisco 49ers, 888-729-3776. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. Always hit us up on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, we're going to find out from someone who deals with them twice a year what is it like to deal with the defense that pretty much carried the offense into the regular season, into the playoffs? This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. 
the Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on the ESPN app. Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Weigh in at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who has the most pressure on them heading into the Super Bowl? Do you think it's Patrick Mahomes? Do you think it's Andy Reid? Do you think it's Kyle Shanahan? Do you think it's Brock Purdy? Whoever that may be, we want to hear from you at 888-729-3776. But real quick, Chris Lindley hit us on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDLS83. I'm going to read this tweet word for word, and then I can't wait to hear what Harry has to say about that. Why do you guys keep trying to build an excuse for Brock Purdy? The 49ers are favored for a reason. There are at least three to five first and second year quarterbacks I take over Purdy. Chris, you sound insane. The only dude I'm taking as a first or second year quarterback in the last two years would be C.J. Stroud of the Houston Texans. You're trying to tell me you would take Kenny Pickett of the Pittsburgh Steelers over him. Well, I would say two. Who's the other one? My man in Green Bay. No, but, love. Yeah, but, he, but it's not his second year in the league. He's oh, been in the okay, league okay. Before. Oh, okay, I got you. I got right, you. Exactly. I got you. I got you. So, Chris, you're trying to tell me you're going to take Kenny Pickett, <laughs> Will Levis, Bryce Young. No. Those guys in the last two years have been drafted in the NFL. Tommy DeVito. You're trying to tell me you would take those guys, three or five first or second year guys in the last two years over Brock Purdy. Chris, you sound insane, brother. Not no. mean to be disrespectful, but I'm being disrespectful. You sound insane. No, I'm not doing that either. You talk about Brock Purdy being able to, you know, he hasn't lost a playoff game when he started and finished the game. He's three and zero. He hasn't lost a playoff game. Beat the Cowboys, beat the Packers, no, four, beat the Lions. Four and zero, right? No, three and zero because they they had to buy last year to beat the the Cowboys. They had to buy as the NFC West champions, and then he didn't play against the Tam- yeah. against the Eagles because he me, got knocked out of the game. Get me right, Freddie. I'm, I'm here for you. Get me right, Freddie. I'm here for no, you. No, no, no. They didn't have to buy last year. Philly had to buy. Who did they play in the first round then? Um, so he is four. They, they played uh, Seattle. They he played is four. Seattle they beat, that's right. Forgot about they beat Geno Smith and those guys. Forgot about that. But more of the story, he's undefeated when he starts and finishes. I'm not so, saying. I'm just saying. If, I mean, if you take three to five first or second year quarterbacks over Brock Purdy in the last couple of years, 
Chris. You might need to watch a little bit more football when it comes to something like that. Somebody who knows a little something, something about quarterbacks is Joshua Palmer, the Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver. We're going to have in a couple of seconds to talk about what it's like playing against that Chiefs defense because the Chiefs offense didn't look like the Chiefs offense. But that Chiefs defense played at an elite level, especially when they needed that Chiefs defense to do that when that offense all that time Harry was having all those troubles in the regular season. No, that Chief defense, man, is, is something that – you know, really has held up their end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. And they've been able to play at a high level this season when the offense had their deficiencies. And I think when you look at Steve Spagnola, who's the defensive coordinator, he's been able to hold this fort together and be consistent, not just this season, but right. multiple seasons. But you look at what he's been able to do, do throughout his career as a defensive coordinator, as a defensive guy, and he has a hell of a track record, right? So uh, I'm surprised Spags haven't hasn't had an opportunity to get a head coaching job hmm. with how his defenses have been able to play uh, lately. You raise an interesting point because sometimes some people are happy where their feet are, and you True. get a chance to be in Kansas City with that structure and that offense and the way he's been able to dial up things as a mad scientist on defense. I'm not saying he does not want to be a head coach again. I don't think he would turn away from an opportunity. I think more opportunities probably come his way because I think the further and further you move away from what did not work when the Rams, when you were the head coach of the Rams in St. Louis, the further you move away from that, all of a sudden you start to have a little bit more love from people because I believe we saw that from Raheem Morris. The further and further they got away from the conversation, what did not work for him with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, all of a sudden I was like, hey, wait, this guy deserves a second opportunity. He's learned. He's going to be in a better situation and in that right place. Well, one of my coaches that that I adore, man, Mike Malarkey, he was able to be the head coach down in Jacksonville. And when he got the second head coaching job with the Tennessee Titans, mm-hmm. he learned from his first mistakes, right? No doubt so about that. Uh, a lot of these coaches are being able to do that. It's just it's a dandy to be able to see, too. No doubt about that. And speaking of guys getting another chance in the NFL, that'll be Jim Harbaugh. He's now the new head coach of Los Angeles Chargers, which means he gets a chance to have a chance to coach Joshua Palmer. Terrific wide receiver to Los Angeles Chargers. Can't wait to hear from him about the new coach and also dealing with Kansas City twice a year in that division. He joins him, Freddie and Harry, and ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Joshua, we mentioned about the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl, about the play San Francisco. We know that offense led by Patrick Mahomes. They get the lion's share of the headlines, but you had to deal with that defense. What makes that defense so tough to deal with in Kansas City, Joshua? Uh, it's just they're, they're, they're strong, and when I say strong, I mean mentally strong, and they've played with each other for a long time. You know, they don't really make a lot of changes to that, to, that, uh, to that defense, and they're really physical. You know, Sneed has been playing lights out, and I've always felt like he was one of the better corners in the NFL. So I'm glad he's able to get the recognition he's getting right now. So, Joshua, I got to keep it real with you. Receiver to receiver talk. You just talked about Legereus Sneed. You were able in that first matchup to have five receptions for 133 yards, but you guys lost that football game. Keep it real with me. I've seen Legereus Sneed jack up Tyreek Hill and have him ice skating all over that ice out there. Did he get you or you got the best of him? You said, did, he, did, did he get me? Yeah. Uh... No, I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say he got me. Uh, but that, that tough jam is something serious that that he brings to the table. And he's been doing that. Uh, I mean, since I've been in the league. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a I had a pretty good game against the Chiefs. You know, I was I, I was I was doing my thing against the corners. Um, I know a lot of people talk about that first game going up against the Jets. I wish I was able to go up against. Sorry, I wish I was able to go up against him every rep. Um, but um, yeah, that, that game that game was fun to play around with guys. But. Yeah, he's, do, he's doing a great job, and he's always been one of those guys that I kept on my on my radar or that I, that I always circle when I watch film, especially when I, when I was young in the league. 
always felt like he was a, a difference maker and that he brought something different tell me um, how, that a lot of corners don't. T- tell me how excited you are to have a guy like Jim Harbaugh because when you look at how the offense that you played in, it lacked consistency in my opinion. And you see Jim Harbaugh everywhere he's been as a head coach, you've seen his offenses be able to thrive. There were there were there were also balance. Uh, what are you looking forward to in a Jim Harbaugh offense? And how excited are you about that as well? Uh, I'm looking forward to winning games, uh, winning, winning the close games that we weren't that we were unable to to um, to win last season. And you know, I wouldn't say it's any coach's fault or any or any player's fault. It's just it wasn't swinging our way. So. I'm hoping that in this new offense that, you know, maybe we get the pieces that we need and everything comes together and all the players can come together and we can, we can blow the roof off the place. Joshua Palmer, wide receiver, the Los Angeles Chargers here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. You get to play with a guy that I know has elite talent when it comes to Justin Herbert. No matter what happened last year after making the playoffs, that's not going to change my mind about him. You're with this guy all the time. What makes him so special as a guy with elite tools when it comes to Justin Herbert, your quarterback? He's just very competitive. Like, he's a, he's a great competitor, and he loves to work, and he loves the game of football, and he loves to win. Uh, I, like myself, I like, to, I like to work very hard, and I like to do the extra work. So it's fun when, I, when I'm doing my thing and when I look on the opposite side of the field, he's doing his thing right after practice. So Justin, is, Justin it, doesn't, it doesn't get any better than that. What do you feel like you guys need to do to get back to being a playoff football team in 2024? Uh, I wish I had that answer for you. So we would never lose any games. Uh, <laughs> I just think that as a whole, for me and maybe the, in the receiving core, I just think we just need to continue to be consistent, um, just to con- continue to get better as a unit and make the quarterback's lives easier because we, we feel like win or lose, the games depend on us. So that's we, we take – we take a lot of pride in that. How does a kid from Brampton, Ontario, get to Tennessee and get to the NFL when his name is Joshua Palmer? Uh, a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication. I know it sounds cliche, but I know transferring to Florida helped a lot. You know, playing with Asante and playing with a lot of those guys. There's a lot of talented group. And I was out there in St. Thomas in high school. So uh, that, that elevated my game a lot. It forced me to compete. It forced me to get better. It forced me to grow. Uh, going out to Tennessee, playing along, alongside those guys, and I think all those all those walks of life are turning into this moment. Well, Josh, keep it the great with my friend. I feel next year only the sky's going to be the limit for you with Jim Harbaugh as your head coach. You got your quarterback. It's going to be a terrific season for you. Keep up and good luck with everything. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. All right, thank you so much, Josh Palmer, Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver. And he had that career day versus Kansas City where. He was a pain in the you-know-what to that secondary, to that defense, even though they did not win that ball game. I'm interested to see what they're going to do on the wide receiver side of things because you have Keenan Allen, you have Mike Williams, uh, you drafted Quentin Johnston, they have Joshua Palmer as well. Uh, We know Jim Harbaugh is not going to keep all those wide receivers on the roster Mm -hmm. because of the the balance offensively that they're going to have. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do in that room. I'm interested to see how that room is going to change completely with Jim Harbaugh. Oh, it's going to change. uh, Because guys are so excited at that press conference to have a chance to say, we're going to be coached by that guy because we've seen what he did in Michigan. We know what he did with the San Francisco 49ers. We can't wait to see that work here in that division where the Chiefs have been the king of that division for the last eight years. And speaking of those kings known as the Kansas City Chiefs, playing San Francisco in the Super Bowl on Sunday, who has the most pressure on anybody in that game or position group, 
coach, cheerleader, whatever, in Super Bowl 58. Let us know right now the Freddie and Harry call-in line at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. He's always one of our favorites. He is the mighty wolf in Virginia. Three, two, one. What a respectful welcome from my pack of brothers. <laughs> What's going on, Wolf? <laughs> I, have to, I have to say to you that I must disagree with the pressure on the team. Anybody okay. that's ever played, you know this is better than I. You don't have pressure. The only people that have the pressure are those not involved in the contest. The people on the outside, the people cheering, the people with money on it, whatever it may be, but not the guys that are dying to get in there and compete. Well, I would say this about Brock Purdy. What I seen him display in the divisional round and also the NFC Championship game, the moment's not too big for him. And I thought Marcus Spears, Spears said it perfectly this morning on Get Up. We judge quarterbacks by their greatest moments or their, their worst moments in the playoffs. Right. And for Brock Purdy, when two moments arose for him for playoff football, he was able to make the plays in the Green Bay game without Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. And then in the second half of that NFC Championship game versus the Detroit Lions, he made every play necessary, whether it was with his arm, with his legs, buying time, defeating the blitz. He was able to get it done. And now he's writing a story. But I'll also say this, Freddie. Okay. He's so young. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know when you're that young playing. Well, I'm not going to push back on that. I hear what you're saying. Sometimes the best advice is just following your own head. We don't have to worry about what people are saying. Brock Purdy's been really, really good at not worrying about outside noise. That's right. Because you know he hears it. But he understands, that, okay, what can I do to make this work? And if I have to improvise, I can improvise. We saw that time and time again in the second half against the Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship game. The week before against the Green Bay Packers. Hell, we saw it a lot of times in the regular season. Yep. I go out there to Cleveland Browns game. He was, in the words of Shaquille O'Neal, Horror awful for the first three and a half quarters. <laughs> but the field goal kicker failed him in that final drive versus Cleveland on the road because against that defense, against all that noise, and the dog pound going, he didn't get phased. He didn't lose his religion. He didn't lose anything. And he went out there and got them down the field making plays time and time again. And the field goal kicker messed that up by missing the game-winning field goal. So not having that experience, he's been able to gather enough experience, in my opinion, mentally or physically, that he's not worried about, here's what I don't know. Here's what I understand and what I can make work for my team versus Kansas City on Sunday. Well, and he has tunnel vision. He's so locked in. He's not worried about all the other things that are going on, right? He, right. He's worried about doing his job in a respectful way and also being there for his teammates. Uh, one of the worst feelings when you're playing any sport or doing things, period, in life is to let the guy beside you down. And you don't want to do that. And if you're Brock Purdy, you understand when you became a starter uh, for this football team that they were a Super Bowl contender. The worst thing, the worst feeling you could have is going out there knowing that you didn't do your part or you didn't play up to your capabilities or give the best effort, right? And it cost the entire team or the entire organization. Mm -hmm. But for a guy in Brock Purdy who's young but definitely understands uh, the ins and outs, I think, of of, of this game to – Get a starting job against the Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. and to throw the football 37 times, mm-hmm. that just doesn't happen if you're not prepared for the moment. Absolutely. He, like you always say, you stay ready, get ready. You don't have to get ready. You, you don't stay have to ready. worry about that. No doubt about that. Keep weighing in. Most pressure on them 
in, in on anybody heading to the Super Bowl on Sunday between Kansas City and San Francisco. One of our favorites is Kevin Sanders. He says, anytime you're associated with a collapse of biblical proportions, you have the most pressure on you. And I'm talking about you, Kyle Shanahan. He has not rid himself of that stench. People are not getting it done. When it matters, most are looking at him just saying. Kevin said it with his chest. What say you? Most pressure on anybody heading to Super Bowl 58. Triple H say ESPN. 888-729-3776. Your calls are next on Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So who has the most pressure on them with all that pressure in their face heading into Super Bowl 58? Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. They make it easy to save money when you bundle your auto policy with home, condo, or renters. You earn a multi-policy discount. So easy to bundle, easy to save. Visit Progressive.com. Triple H say espn 888-729-3776. Name it. Claim it. Who has the most pressure on them heading to Super Bowl 58 involving the Chiefs? and the San Francisco 49ers. We turn things over to you, like Roy, the truck driver, keeping this nation going. Uh, uh, Roy, who has the most pressure on them heading to Super Bowl 58 and why? Hey, hey, hey. Listen, <laughs> what, what, I, what I tell you all about Brock Purdy, rock steady, about a couple of months ago, let that man learn. Now look where he's at in the Super Bowl. Look, all he got to do is just play normal like he's been playing. He reminds me of Joe Montana so much it ain't even funny. But look, this is Kelsey's last game, possibly, you two. Did you think about that? He may retire with his brother the same doggone year. So if I was Kelsey, I'd be trying to add some more statistics to my belt. And then I hope that this happens. Justin Fields and Zach, I hope somebody finds those two guys and takes them back on again and, and turn them out to be good quarterbacks. I hate to see good, uh, good talent go to waste. And Freddie. Yes, sir. I don't know if Harry can remember this, but you remember Bradshaw and Stallworth and Lynn Swan and Fran Tarkenton and uh, Ahmad Rashad. Uh-huh. That was football. That was football. <laughs> that- he took us back to the day on that one. He I certainly thought, did. I thought Ahmad Rashad was the NBA guy. Are you being serious? You're, you're funny with me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> 
an NBA guy. And I do know about Fran Tarkenton yes, because I got a question right on Get Up. Yes, you did. About Fran Tarkenton. You got the question right this morning. Ah. With, with Troy. But on, you know you know how I knew that answer? How did you know? Because all of the stuff that we've been talking about this past week, ah. when it comes to dynasties and looking at the Super Bowl scores. Did your homework. Aik- Aikman and whole, and whole nine. So okay. I knew I had it in the bag as soon as I seen it. Okay. All right. Yeah. By the way, the only quarterback to win three Super Bowl games by at least double digits, Harry Douglas yesterday was Troy Aikman of the Dallas Cowboys after almost going with Terry Bradshaw and Mike Greenberg said, you could have, but you would have been wrong. So you did the right <laughs> thing by going with Troy Aikman. Cody in Missouri, who has the most pressure on them heading to Super Bowl 58 and why, my brother? All right, bud. So it's like this. I'll give you an extra cut for free. We got the most pressure and the least pressure. Okay. Most pressure, Kyle Shanahan. He's got the stench of a game blower, choker, screw it all up, forget how to run the ball, 28-3, to still on that soul. He's got to wash that off. Mm. And he's got to tell Brock Purdy, don't listen to the noise. The people that are saying that you're a game manager, they clearly don't know football. The people that are saying you're the greatest thing ever, they're overhyping you. Just go out there and be Brock Purdy because, honestly, he's got the least pressure because no matter what he does, he's not going to get the credit. If he goes out there and throws three picks, oh, he was a fraud anyways. If he goes out there and breaks every Super Bowl record, throws for 400 yards and six touchdowns and runs two in himself, oh, well, you know, well, when you throw in a Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and all that and George Kittle, of course, anybody could do it. Hell, I could go out there and win the Super Bowl with the Niner Turner. <laughs> So Cody, That's pretty good, by the Cody, way. Cody, let me say this. I think part mm-hmm. of the job as a head coach is to understand every player on your roster. And for what I've been shown from Brock Purdy, I don't think Kyle Shanahan has to go to him and tell him to ignore the noise. I, I really don't. From his demeanor, when you hear him in post-game pressers, when you see him mm-hmm. on the football field, right. uh, how cool, calm, and collected he is, he understands who, who he is. He really does. So I don't, I don't think a coach has to go to Brock Purdy and say, hey, don't pay attention to this noise. Hey, just be yourself. Brock Purdy knows what, who to be. One of the things about what you just said, and believe me, when you hear what Brock Purdy has to say about all of that and deal with all that, it's going to make so much sense because it doesn't mean anything to him what people are saying. He knows what being a starting quarterback on this team really, really means and how he's changed. I mean, I think, you know, Honestly, just trying to play the position well. I feel like last year there was times where, you know, situationally I was, you know, trying to make up stuff and do too much, um, getting out of the pocket early and scrambling, not going through reads. I feel like this year I took, I took a step just in terms of trusting the protection, checking the ball down, um, and just being smart with the ball. Obviously there were some games where, you know, I need to learn from it still and I, can, I need to continue to be better at, but I feel like that's an area of my game, just trusting the pocket, going through reads and, playing the position of quarterback well. Sounds like a man who's grown in year two to me. He may look like the social media director for the San Francisco 49ers, but he's got a pretty, pretty decent noggin on his shoulders when it comes to Purdy, Brock Purdy. On the other side, Patrick Holmes, he good. But how much credit should Andy Reid receive for how good he has turned out to be? It's Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.